Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question. It's a show that gives you too much information about what would happen if our favorite people got a terrible, deadly infection. Whoa, that, that's our lead-in? Yeah. That's, that's out of context. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Eric Voss here with Phil Molina. How you doing, man? Hey, we the Black Polo Boys. Look, yeah, look at this. <laughs> or is it just our cycles have um, aligned? Oh, we've been aligned for since college. This is true what they say about their sync up. Underneath all my shirts, I have <laughs> the same three shirts that you have. Underneath it all. Gross. Hey, so let's talk about what infection we're really talking about. We're talking about symbiotes, or symbiotes, if you're wrong and don't know how if to pronounce things. If you're Jenny Slate, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's fantastic. Uh, well, Philip, one of the few bright oh, spots at the end she was with Chris Evans, by the way. Wait, what? Jenny Slate. Back up. Jenny Slate, who's very funny, actually, was Super with funny. Chris Evans, who is very everything else. All right, I'm gonna whack off again. What do you mean with? Like with with? Like f***ing with with. Like with? With? W-I-D-T-H. With. With. Yeah. Wow. And so I felt this is... so good about that. I was like, God, he's he adopts shelter dogs. That is not a, I'm not making a joke about Jenny Slate. <laughs> I just read that he, I just read that he adopted his dog from about? a shelter. In the arms of the angel. I just read that and there was a picture and it was very cute. And then he also dated Jenny Slate. Unrelated. Jenny Slate is a catch. Both of them are. Yeah. This has become a different show. This is like a, a gossip column. This is Hot Voss with Hot Goss all over again. <laughs> Can we get that title animation? No, no, no. No? <laughs> uh, symbiotes. Yeah, let's talk it, because one of the few bright spots at the end of this long tunnel is going to be Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Kind of a weird name, but a movie that we're pretty excited about. We've been wondering, what's the deal with the symbiotes? What's the deal with these symbiotes? As Jerry Seinfeld is being covered in symbiote goo. <laughs> He's like, I'm worth more money than they do this! <laughs> Philip, big question for you this week. What would happen if the Venom symbiote, or any symbiote, attached to Marvel heroes or villains who aren't Eddie Brock, other Marvel characters, what happened if they get splashed with the symbiote? It happens a lot. And it always it's always super interesting because it changes that character in specific ways. Like we've talked about how it taking over Spider-Man is the reason, it should be the reason for the logo. It's almost trying to mimic the logo on the costume. When it's a logo for no reason, it kind of is a little weird. But whatever, you need to make toys. I get it. It's the reason for all this as we learned from Rick and Morty this week. Merchandise, Morty. Your only purpose in life is to buy and consume merchandise. I want to go through just, there's so many instances of various symbiotes being all over uh, various characters that I just picked a couple of uh, specific ones that I think are interesting. I just realized that that dream I had about Lynette was a symbiote dream, by the way. Go back and watch our previous episode if you're not sure who Lynette is. This has really been underneath it all the whole time. <laughs> I'm hungry, Lynette. Uh, it's like when a dog tries to talk. I love you, It sounds like I love you. Oh, yeah. Kylo's doing great, by the way, with the Let's get to the episode, oh, though. Okay, so the uh, first symbiote that uh, I want to discuss, this just shows you right out of the gate how, like, distant the two things can be of, of what the symbiote is and the kind of characters that it can get on. So I just want to show you right here, I'm going to show you a picture of Rocket Raccoon covered in, specifically in Venom, uh, symbiote. He looks insane. What am I looking at? This is, okay, he's like like a hedgehog now, kind of, 
and he looks spiky as hell, and he's, okay. he's just so scary, and he's all black and white. But my favorite detail about this is Rocket is known for his blasters. His guns become symbiote guns. Of course they do. I love this. They're absorbed in the with the rest of the organic stuff. Sure. Uh, trigger warning, a little too late. Uh, if you have tryptophobia, his guns kind of give me a little bit of the tingles in a bad way. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what the bad way means, but it's bad. You have tryptophobia, don't you? I define tryptophobia. Define. Tryptophobia. That gross thing when a lot of holes appear very close together to each other, and it oh. makes you feel, uh-uh, not good, tryptophobia. It's a weird trigger that is an invention of the modern age and a weird phobia that's an invention of the modern age. You know, our grandfathers didn't have to worry about this. No, I think they did, because it's evolutionary, because it looks like uh, certain poisonous uh, things that you shouldn't eat. You'd have to believe in evolution for that. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we were uh. monkeys, you and me, at one point. Then why do monkeys still exist? Remember when we worked <laughs> with someone who was a biology major and asked that question? That was fun. I remember a very good friend of ours still thinks dinosaurs are currently around, and we just don't She's see She's watching those. this right now. So, uh, that's that's great. Uh, uh, Drax pulls the symbiote off of uh, Rocket, and then Drax gets covered in, uh, in venom goo as a reward. Number two, interesting, Miss Carol Danvers herself, Captain Marvel. She's actually helping Spider-Man, Spider you know, Leo Spider-Man, the nice boy next door. <laughs> yeah. So then it, it possesses her uh, and it goes on a rampage. The cool thing about when uh, she is covered in Venom, now Venom can fly. Oh. And Venom is very excited about being able to fly as Miss Marvel. So cool thing that like, if you can make Venom any more powerful, it's like, because he, he currently does the like really intense kind of, uh, you can tell by the way, I walk, I'm a Venom goo, <laughs> time to talk. <laughs> we're, we're, doing, we're doing the Spider-Man dance, right? Stupid thing about it. God dang it, if they didn't like really enforce that logo rule. It is like the gold stripe fully across the chest, the whole star thing. Yeah, the logo rule is so dumb, but it's like a dumb rule that we want. Like, well, because we like, want we it to look stupid, different. But we want it. Otherwise, yeah. it all look like black goo, but still, <laughs> yeah. it's like in, in on the symbiote planet, it, it's gone so commercial there that individuals, every individual has a logo. Oh wait, that is just what a name is. <laughs> It's what a name is, and it's also like, what's your brand? Like, bro, what's your brand? Mine oh. is confusing to people. <laughs> Black polos? Oh. It, it's confusing because it's our, we both have the same brand. We're exactly the same. That's why you don't follow me on Instagram. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Now thinking about epicosity of, of symbiote attachment. What of the symbiote? The epicosity. The thickness of the epicness. Ah, okay. I, I love that song. Epicosity. What is that? Is there a song called Viscosity? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Fart. You know that actress that got kicked in the head and now she only hears music? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Ted Danson's wife. Uh, Mary Steenburgen? Yeah, she got hit in the head and now everything is music to her. Here, I, I've got an experiment for you. Safety glasses on. It's like that episode of Scrubs. Yeah, except in real life. To, it, and she got kicked in the head and she's married to Ted Danson. 
<laughs> I think Ted Danson did it. He's a nice guy, but not always. <laughs> That's the best of both worlds. I mean, wake up to Ted Danson and hear music. Yeah, Ted Danson is my music. So, uh, the epicosity. Most significantly epic character that uh, got... Ooh, I'm already sweating. You're thinking about Ted Danson, aren't you? That's yeah. Danson's sweat. <laughs> and some venom goo. Man, that episode of Rogue Theory, by the way, oof. I was so sweaty by the end. Yeah, okay. are you okay? <laughs> I, I am very okay. My eyes were bulging oh. at the end of that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, you were like total recall Philip at the end of that. The next one, Eric. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer was subjected to not Venom, but Carnage attachment. Oh no. This is terrifying. The craziest detail about it is that because Silver Surfer well, not really, but in certain movies derives his power from his board. The goo gets over the board too, and the board also becomes a carnage board. What does a carnage board look like? Red. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like if Venom had just kind of a lion's mane on his back and just a, a, a surfboard, a red surfboard. It's a really cool surfboard. 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 Uh, the only thing, it actually didn't change that much though for for Silver Surfer uh, or Carnage. Carnage now though um, had uh, the ability through his tendrils to send a little little cosmic zap. I guess zap's probably a step up from like uh, going down in your throat and ripping out your organs like you yeah. would normally do. Yeah, just a little cosmic zap blast instead. Uh, that's what yeah. that feeling is when suddenly your butthole hurts really bad and you're like, what happened? And it's like God was just like, ow, give you a little cosmic zap. God got the symbiote on him and he's <laughs> yeah. like, I can't control this. You can tell by the way I do my zap. I make your butthole hurt. Silver Surfer, um, by the way, had just destroyed a planet of symbiotes uh, when he did this by summoning Galactus. Mm. So then like through some complicated stuff, he convinces Spider-Man that to get the symbiote and give it back to Cletus Cassidy to save his life for some reason, but it was, it, it, there's a good reason, but still it gets complicated. Not worth going into, don't even read it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the picture is better are Carnage comic storylines yeah. that you can read. Here's a, a great one that's not who you think it is, but Wolverine okay. is it, well attached to Venom, uh, but it's actually 23. Oh, baby snick. What'd you call her? Baby snick. We said that that you, that word should be read, not said. Here's the thing about uh, X-23. So change-wise, very similar, except uh, Venom now, instead of anywhere, Venom was white. Venom is now yellow and blue, and it kind of like looks kind of cool. Uh, here's where like, I just gotta be honest with you, Eric. No one's listening to this, right? Yeah, this is um, just going up to our private channel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't ever look at the views or the comments. Yeah, yeah. we subscribe to each other's OnlyFans, and we're the only fan. <laughs> it's a, you, that, by definition, you can only have one person. On that. That's where they get the name. Yeah, I'm on OnlyFan.com, not OnlyFans. So, <laughs> admitting something here, she's so hot. It's like weird. It like, like her head, it has a little bit of the xenomorph going on, which you know I'm already into. We're, we're all into xenomorph, that's fine. And then she got, you know, the, the dual like rock on uh, claws. She has weirdly like the tightest venom body you've ever seen and like, really defined sculpted venom boobies. Okay, how old is she? It was at this moment that he knew. He f***ed up. We should have led with, how old is she? 
Oh God, hold on one sec. <laughs> Come on, overly legal, be overly legal. <laughs> she entered the universe in X-Men Evolution since she was a kid. She was like a, like a 13 year old. And then in the movie, she was like 10. Okay, in 2017, it uh, looks like she was around 19 to 20. So barely legal. And then somebody else was like, well, in all new Wolverine, she really is coming off 16 to 18. And that's this is what a hilarious this is conversation. From. This is from All New Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> let us know if I'm going to jail. <laughs> uh, send me to uh, prison at this uh, location below. Uh, look, all I said is that she has a tight bod, and that's not illegal. God, I'm digging the whole. There's no okay way to describe this. It's like when you watch uh, female gymnastics, and you're just like, I can't say anything. You know the wow. gymnastics that when you watch them, you're impressed by their athletic skill and have no other opinions about it. Just, just, wow. Moving on! I hope, I hope <laughs> they didn't know Larry Nasser. That's all you hope. Oh, God, Eric, no. You don't judge, you don't get to judge me. You don't get to reference Larry Nasser. We're, we're in this pit together. Moving on, very quickly, to somebody who is definitely of age, uh, but equally sexy when the time Venom got attached to Galactus. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> You're a size queen. So here's an interesting thing that that answers. How much can the suit stretch, right? How much can yeah. the symbiote uh, keep extending itself? I guess it keeps replicating its cells because it's able to cover all of Galactus, everything. Mm -hmm. It actually like isn't real. It's a um, giant robot that Mysterio made to scare Spider-Man. Oh, okay. But let's ah. just assume like that's like what we're what we're looking at. Uh, what I think is so stupid about it, though, is that it is just, like, Venom with a hat on. Because it's trying to reference Galactus, but it just doesn't make sense. It still has that little stupid, like, fancy loincloth thing okay. over his genitals. But uh -huh. Venom doesn't have that. So there's just yeah. nothing back there. Unless, I guess, Galactus has, like, Galactus. Galactus has this major dong behind that and, like... They did have to cover it. Remember that really funny movie, Major Dong? You want this wiener to serve in the military? <laughs> I had to do a, a bit of math on that one. <laughs> Major Dong. Could you imagine if this is how they bring Galactus into the MCU? Or, or I guess into the, the spum, Spumpky? Are we officially calling it that? Yeah. The S-P-U-M-C? The Spumpsy? The Spumpsy. Spumpsy's my, my take. The Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Siri just got activated because of that. Whatever, that'd be a really ridiculous way to bring him in. Uh, yeah. Moving on. This one sounds really interesting. Groot. Groot has been attached to uh, the symbiote. Turns out very boring. You know why? They got the why? same powers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sure. Stretch and um... not good English. Literally, like they have the same powers, and the biggest change is that uh, he says, "I am Venom." Instead of I am Groot. Oh. That kind yeah. of just feels like a joke. Yeah. Are we a joke to you? But if it were baby Groot. What a dancer. You can tell by the way I use my tendrils. I'm baby Groot. He's a baby. He is by <laughs> definition underage. He's a baby. Groot. <laughs> He's baby baby. <laughs> Little potted plant. Man, it's all hitting a lot harder this week. Uh, it is. Up next. It is. Uh, is Deadpool. There's like a couple of versions actually. Deadpool has worn Venom multiple times. And then specifically between Spider-Man and Eddie Brock, Deadpool got in there once. Of course uh, he did. And they had adventures together. Some of the more interesting stuff, I guess because he has Venom's powers, 
he can kind of do webbing, which is cool, but then also he's like, he's very confusing colors now, so you can see in the picture here. Uh, so everyone thinks he's Spider-Man. He's gonna get referred to as, as Spider-Man, which is already kind of uh, a thing that happens. Um, honestly, I think it's like a really good look. Like, yeah, I think Deadpool should just kind of constantly adopt Venom. Uh, just see adopts Venom. Well, that's precious. Deadpool isn't just like, you know, able to heal or whatever. He's also this extremely skilled martial artist. And we saw with Rocket that the weapons can come into play. So also the tentacles can like wield guns and swords simultaneously. Mm. Uh, he can shape shift into a bunch of different shapes. Uh, and he has the, you know, fanged mouth and claws. Uh, but here's something really fun. They're together, they're called Venom Pool. Um, when Venom Pool happened, it was it's set in the past. So people say the reason that Venom is crazy and evil is because he broke his mind when he was with Deadpool because Deadpool is so freaking <laughs> insane. I think that is honestly like a great way for there to be a little bit of a crossover with like Deadpool yeah. and Spider-Man and Venom or something. Just like seeing actual like movie Deadpool covered in the symbiote, I think would be very fun. Yeah, I mean Deadpool's going to be like the secret weapon for the MCU once he crosses over because that guy's like the conduit for anything, any mm -hmm. plot hole, any point of confusion, just bring him in there, he'll smooth it over, he'll get Venom in there, he'll, he'll make a joke and we'll all be cool with it and he'll, he'll canonize everything. <laughs> just turn everything into cannons. <laughs> you can tell also, by the... Okay, up This is kind of the one that launched this whole question for me because this is the one I was the most curious about uh, exactly how it played out. Uh, and it's fairly recent, actually, that you can see this. And it's the time that Venom attaches to the one and only Incredible Hulk. Ooh, okay. In this scenario, uh, Eddie Brock is wearing Venom and Venom actually decides to abandon Eddie for the much stronger hero of the Hulk. Uh, which makes a lot of sense, honestly. And this is something we've talked about in a, in a recent Rogue Theory episode where it was like, you know, Venom might decide that Eddie's not worthy of, yeah. uh, of holding him. <laughs> then Bruce Banner gets killed during the transformation process by Carnage, uh -oh. but it somehow leaves the Hulk behind still. Okay. So, he still becomes Venom Hulk, which is the most powerful version of, of Venom as of yet. And basically just a completely unkillable version of Venom. Uh, the little like weird things about it. So very cool, it just can create like new limbs, but like Hulk style limbs. Very weird and it actually negates the Mysterio Galactus idea is that there isn't actually enough Venom to go around to actually cover the Hulk. So instead the symbiote has to keep moving and like kind of touching all the different Hulk spots until he giggles. <laughs> or just, I guess, just to constantly keep him as covered as possible. Also, Red Hulk had uh, the symbiote at one point, uh, and also at the same time was inhabited by Ghost Rider, like the Spirit of Vengeance, uh, at the exact same time, which is just a very cool uh, idea. Moving on though, and we're almost wrapped up here, Thanos! Thanos has been wrapped up all in Carnage, which is the most like terrifying of the combinations. Yeah. Uh, except yeah. is not in the comics. <laughs> It's again, I always feel grateful of being an adult man who watches TV shows for children. In the uh, Spider-Man <laughs> TV cartoon show, crossover with the Guardians of the Galaxy. What is this, a crossover episode? Thanos bonds with Carnage, um, but here's just the coolest thing about it. Thanos is so like solid mentally that he actually controls Carnage. 
Carnage is not like able to be insane. It's just Thanos now has extra powers as like Thanos Carnage. Like he needs extra powers. Yeah, I guess it didn't really increase his powers that much because he doesn't really need them, but he Uh was able to still try to create the symbiote army through Uh, Thanos. Uh, And it's Carnage Thanos, yeah. Two left here that I just thought were interesting. This one is just so people, in case people don't know, uh, DC totally has their own version of Venom where they kind of like ripped it off. Uh, It's called Black Rock. And Black Rock is basically a symbiote and uh, becomes a character named Black Rock and all this stuff. But Black Rock uh, covers, uh, infects uh, Plastic Man. But to save the day is Batman. Batman gets infected by Black Rock. And also Superman gets infected by Black Rock. Uh, And this is more complicated because more people can have it. But what's really cool is just for Batman, it gave him a bunch of superhuman abilities. So he had super strength, super endurance. Uh, he could project energy, um, he could fly, uh, and he could absorb energy. So, of course, he just, like, uses it to kick Superman's ass. Because it's like, well, I mean, if Batman has Superman's powers. And then finally, this is probably the most complex uh, symbiote attachment that has ever happened. Uh, You might have remembered it when you read Old Old Man Logan, because it's a very quick thing that is just true in that that world. Uh, And that's when the symbiote, when Venom attaches to a T-Rex. It's just a, a big old T-Rex. They actually, since, so it's not explained uh, in Old Man Logan, but they actually since have gone back and explained it uh, through Hawkeye that Hawkeye and Kate Bishop led a bunch of uh, symbiotes to the Savage Lands uh, to be eaten by T-Rexes. But then, obviously, one of them has taken over a, a T-Rex. You know, in terms of how it changed their powers, I gotta wonder what a T-Rex's powers are. Just Smoldering being cool. intensity, yeah. Uh, being the best. Yeah, third graders' obsession. <laughs> just it's a more intense obsession for that third grader, and it's just called Venom Rex or Venomsaurus Rex, of course. That's what happens when you get covered in goo, kids. You gain more power. <laughs> no, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have said kids. Damn it. <sighs> this show is not meant for children, unless uh, your YouTube. Very true. We're meant for everybody. <laughs> this isn't on YouTube, right? Yeah, this is uh, only fams. <laughs> only fams. Isn't it about time? Only fams, like the Christian version of only yeah, fans. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting, very informative, Philip. Uh, Thank especially you. Especially since I, you know, just basically stay away from infections because uh, you never know where that rabbit hole will lead. <laughs> Before we get on to some bite-sized questions, I'm going to answer. We just want to give everyone watching a look under the hood a little bit. Uh, you may have seen in some other videos, we're a small business, we're struggling to get through this period. YouTube is not making it easy for us. They're basically, you know, giving us pennies on the dollar in terms of AdSense, even though our views are okay. Uh, the government isn't picking up the phone. We're basically on our own lately. Uh, so one of our ways to try to get through this is by partnering with other small businesses who are in the same boat. And uh, one small business has been really great about trying to get some desperately needed hand sanitizer in all of our hands. It's a company called Sanitize and Chill. Boom. Legitimately, this is a company that we are directly partnering with. Normally, I know you guys are used to us talking about other brands. Those are, you know, big boy brands that are uh, descending from the mountaintop to hang out with us and be nice to us. This is just a company where we actually just know the people and work together uh, to try to help both of our companies out. 
So here's the deal with Sanitize and Chill. They combine hospital-grade ethanol-based hand sanitizer with CBD. Now, CBD has a lot of positive benefits, reduces inflammation. Mm -hmm. now, and as Philip said, we know these people, we've been checking up on it ourselves. We don't want to get behind anything that isn't actually going to help you uh, kill viruses on your hands. We've had other medical professionals look at this. We've been able to meet the highest levels of guidelines. But the thing about CBD, there's no THC in it. You're not going to get high by using this on your hands. It'll just help your hands get clean. And the reason why it's a color green, it's got aloe vera in there. So it's going to help your hands stay smooth. There's other benefits to aloe vera, as you know. Yeah, it's healing. Aloe vera is like, uh, to Hispanics, is like Tylenol or something. Just <laughs> take it with everything, yeah. Or, or to Greeks, Windex, you know? Yeah. Uh, each bottle contains 100 milligrams of CBD. The alcohol content on the sanitizer is above the 60% that the CDC recommends for inactivating the viruses we're all worried about. It's at 70% alcohol content. It's stronger than those brands that, you know, used to be on the shelves that we took for granted that are no longer there right now or like crazy marked up on online yeah, retailers. Insane. So here's the deal, folks. There's a limited supply of 2,500 bottles because of, you know, it's a small company that we're working with. Uh, it's less now already, actually. So if you're looking for hand sanitizer and if you want to help us here at New Rockstars, act now. Go to yeah. bit.ly.com slash nrchill and use the code NEWROCKSTARS10 at checkout for 10% off your order. It's a good deal. Real quick, again, super just reiterating here. This is us, Eric and Philip, partnered with uh, this sanitizer company, the, the people we know, because we're both just trying to help each other's companies. So this That's actually right. does make a huge difference if you buy this. And I'll really quick say, actually, the CBD content. I put CBD on my hands already every single day because I have a bad joints and I work out a lot and it, my hands get tight really easily and they don't when I put CBD cream in. And now I just use that because it has hand sanitizer and CBD in it. I love it. Yeah, that stuff's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to some bite-sized questions that I'm going to handle. Hit me with Yay. some of those questions. All right, uh, are you ready though? I don't know. Eric, <laughs> I, I, I can't just throw a bite-sized question at you if you're not ready. I used to think I was ready for everything in life and now I'm just like ugh, taking things as they go. And if I'm not ready, I don't I don't shame myself. Yeah, and you know, Charlie's just waiting for the moment you're not ready and he's just gonna Oh, he, you're, we're talking about Charlie Schneider, right? That guy. <laughs> He is all, he's, he's ready ruthless. for everything. He's, he's, he's a workhorse. He's, he's already ready for these questions. He's already answered them. Oh, yeah, he uh, knows. He uploaded immediately. <laughs> I think that guy is like Hero from Heroes. He, he can just like, wait, he's not the one who sees the future. Hero's uh, the Asian guy. Anyway, what were we talking about? Golden Girls. Whatever happened to them? Oh, no. They've thanked <laughs> us for being their friends. Uh, they're in a risk category. Uh, Ruby wants to know, should there be a crater or a crack in the surface whenever somebody pulls off a superhero landing. A la this. Great question. This does happen sometimes, like um, in the Matrix, you know, Morpheus lands and creates, it cracks the, the pavement or cracks the cement. Um, and then that was based on Ghost in the Shell when Major would do that. And uh, she's like a part machine. Iron Man's landing sometimes in the MCU have, have cracked the ground. Ant-Man has cracked the ground. Um, or cracked the tile. But here's the thing about it. It's actually more likely that a crack shouldn't form in the pavement. It's super unrealistic when that happens if it's like a human body because Newton's third law would mean that any force that's strong enough to crack pavement would also be applied to your bones in your body and would break your bones. So uh, when Deadpool does it, Deadpool loves to call it out in the movies. He does it in Deadpool 2. It actually hurts his knees. He complains yeah. when he gets up. Oh, that is so not 
Uh, Angel Dust does it in the first one. She doesn't get injured because she has like a super durability body. Iron Man can crack pavement because he, he's got an armored suit with shocks in it, we think? Because otherwise, if he doesn't have shocks in that suit, his, his body should just be like flesh soup. <laughs> Could you imagine like the very first time he lands, like Pepper's like, how was your flight? And it opens and just liquid pours out. <laughs> When you see characters do it, it's either characters who are in armor and they have reverse thrusters that prevent any damage to the surface they land on, or it's like Tony Stark crashing through his house because, yeah, his suit is heavy enough and absorbs the impact of that shock, or it's a superhuman who, who would absorb the shock. But just imagine if they're landing and it cracks or, or forms a crater, that shock is also going into their body. I think that's a sufficient uh, answer. Well All done. Right. Charlie, you're held at bay. Number two, Yusuf wants to know, how did they rebuild the Bifrost after the bridge broke back in Thor 1? Ah, this is a very good question. Okay, and we've been noticing this in our recent Infinity Saga rewatch. So yeah, just to catch people up, in Avengers, Thor got to Earth thanks to like dark energy that he mentions from uh, the Allfathers. Thor and Loki return to Asgard at the end of the movie with the power of the Tesseract Space Stone that allows teleportation. But yeah, in Thor The Dark World, the bridge is just repaired and it's not explained in the movie. But it is explained in the MCU prelude comic for Thor The Dark World. Do the comics! Do the comics! <laughs> um, yeah, in the comics it's just like, it's right away. They return to Asgard and then immediately Thor and Heimdall use the Tesseract to quote, let the fires of the Bifrost burn once more. They just <laughs> use they, a space stone to fix it. That's do it. they stutter on Bifrost though? They do in the reader's head. <laughs> yeah, I have the fires of the Bifrost. Of the Bifrost. What was that guy, Maximum Head or some shit? Mm, maximum. It's a maximum head. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. No, 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 no. Or what the freak was his name? It was a cool head zone or cool man Max. Max, Max Hedrum. He was just like, like this like weird, like glitchy 80s face. I'm significantly older than you are. You are, this is a real thing. I just, it's outside of my reference space. I uh, can't, I'm sorry. I should yes and you, but I don't, I'm not smart enough to yes and you. The true yes and is for you to be honest. <laughs> Why did you date her right after me? <laughs> That'll be the final episode of Big Question where we find out <laughs> Next week. Really, I think this is a good question. The reason it keeps coming up is the rules of the Bifrost have been, like, interpreted super liberally by Marvel films ever since. Like, Heimdall does a voice command to Bifrost Hulk back to Earth in Infinity War. <laughs> uh, he's just, like, he's he's got a remote Bifrost power, but he, he's got, like, one of them because it's, like, a prayer. Stormbreaker has a Bifrost power, which is insane. Yep. It's already super powerful. Here's just a good rule of thumb for anyone watching these movies. Marvel did not hold itself to its own rules and really care about things like the Bifrost and the cinematic universe, I would say until around Winter Soldier. Like, lots of stuff in Phase 1, and really the first couple movies of Phase 2 is just ignored by the later films. So we love to, like, talk about the interconnectivity and plans from the very beginning, but really, they didn't really start thinking, like, how this is all going to be paying off until the Russos took over around Winter Soldier, and then right around then was Age of Ultron, too. That's when Feige's like, oh... Let's start figuring out where the uh, Infinity Stones are going to be in here and how it will yeah. come together. And they changed it all in retrospect in order for that to work. Yeah. Uh, it does make sense, sure. though, you know, leading up to the Avengers where they were like, we might not get sequels of any of these movies. That's right. They just plan yeah. on, we don't know if this is going to be a success, so we'll just kind of like go for broke here and then we'll figure it out later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta bleep it. <laughs> Another uh, final episode of Red TV, yeah. or big question that we... Alright, yeah. uh, this one's from Discord. Uh, I was Nick, wants to know, uh, in Lost. Ooh, a Lost <gasps> question. Man, yes. 
We used to watch Lost so much. That was our first like nerd out show. Yeah, that was like what how how we got started doing this stuff. We would hold Lost watch parties, and everyone had to be silent. We had rules. You weren't allowed to speculate. Shut up! I, shut up! Shut no, up! I'm shut trying up. to explain it. You weren't allowed to react. Shut up! Because that might spoil the end of the episode. Shut up! We lost all of our friends doing this. Well, but. and also to be clear, we watched at your house, and you had those rules. They're not rules. not all of us had those rules. But okay, in Lost, when they put the numbers in to reset the clock, do you remember the numbers off the top of your head? Uh, four, no, uh, eight, eight, fi- uh, four, eight, fifteen, twenty-three, Ooh. thirty-two, forty-three. I think, what? I think it's fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Oh, there might be sixteen in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right, nerds, get those nerds, nerds, nerds. I've lost all credibility to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. Why does it uh, always go back to 108 minutes, even if they put in the code, those numbers, when there's three minutes left on the clock or one second left on the clock? Why does it always go back to 108? Well, all right. Well, let's let's back up and just quickly explain why they need to put in these numbers. So, yes, as we all know from watching Lost, the island sits atop a pocket of electromagnetic energy. Of it was course. punctured. In the past, by the Dharma Initiative, that was the incident. And ever since, people in the Swan Lab have had to input these numbers in a computer every 108 minutes. And they have to wait till like a four minute, four minutes is left on the clock. And they have to do that in order to prevent the electromagnetism in that pocket from accumulating to a disastrous level, building up. Uh, if you let it expire, as we saw Desmond, he did at the end of season two, in that flashback, the electromagnetism bursts out, surges out, and causes disasters to happen, and that's what caused Oceanic 815 to crash on the island. So, if you are still with me, even though I mispronounced electromagnetism... Symbiote! (laughs) Whenever they put in those numbers, what it does is it safely vents whatever electromagnetism is in there, so it resets the levels back to zero. So over those 108 minutes, it gradually builds back up to a boiling point, and when you put in the numbers, it doesn't, like, shift the clock by 108 minutes back. Uh, it just goes, imagine 108 minutes equals zero on that energy buildup. So it's like emptying the garbage. You don't, you don't empty your garbage by a certain increment of garbage. You just, like, empty all of it whenever it builds up to a, it's like a, a flush. boiling point. You don't choose yeah. how much to flush unless you got those two buttons on your pen. Yeah, so I think you're thinking of, like, oh, because the numbers themselves add up to 108 minutes... That's how much it, like, depletes it back by... No, that's just, like, point zero that it ticks back down. It doesn't matter whether you're at, like, three and a half minutes left on the clock or one second right. left on the clock. It always goes back to 108. He might be thinking of edging. I don't know what that is. I'm thinking about edging all the time. <laughs> so, but why... Just to be clear, why 108? The numbers themselves add up to 108. And really, like, the numbers... I think we find out in later seasons, each one represents a coordinate for one of Jacob's chosen... And then also the numbers are like a quotient of an algorithm that predicts mankind's extinction. They really, it's like in the lost universe, the numbers are like the show's version of the golden ratio. It's like a mathematically yeah. reoccurring constant, like pi or something. It's, you know, 108 minutes is just so happens to be the natural period of that energy buildup that has to get reset. Yeah, it makes me think of that secret Easter egg that we've been sneaking into all the big question episodes. Don't tell them Oh that. right. Now they're right. going to go looking for it. Ugh. No. Even if well, they get something amazing, that. if they find it. Anyway, so uh, that's it. That's, uh, that's uh, those questions. Oh, but that means that it's time for Question Box. I'm remembering to call it that this week. The, the bag of mails? <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah, put them in a bag. Take them to go. <laughs>
I'll take one bag of males, please. Rats that you feed to your snake. Oh. All right. Clank, clank. Just a lot of complaints. <laughs> yeah. uh, things you've gotten wrong in videos. Oh, God, come uh, okay. on. Let's move what on. is That's it? Uh, January 1st? Uh, we do read, by the way, all of the, the letter to each other uh, as we go to sleep at night. Uh, so we do appreciate when they're, when they're full-blown letters. But you guys get in the show just the question here. And it is from... Mikey Mulby, what is the strangest road trip experience you've ever had? You used to go on a lot of road trips in college. Yeah, we did. And you know what? Philip and I have had some really, really fun, amazing road trips. Like, I've been blessed to have, like, pretty much all great road trips in my life. Like, lots of good stories. But one of them was awkward and awful. Um, So, in college, I... uh, My junior year, a couple of our friends were able to go to the SEC championship game. We went to the University of Florida. Florida won that year. They beat Alabama uh, in 2008 for the SEC championship game. And like five of our friends went and had an amazing road trip experience. They took all these pictures. Uh, it was a great weekend. They had a great time. But like you have to sign up for like a lottery to get tickets for it. They just don't give you tickets if you're a student. You have to like be lucky and get, get it. So the next year I was like, we're all going to do it. And I got you. I got a bunch of our other friends to like try to do it. And it was just me and this other girl who got it. And I was friends with her. We all were all part of the same improv cult. And um, the weekend before this uh, SCC trip, we were going to do a road trip together. Uh, and maybe a third person was going to go with us. That person bailed. Well, there was a party. It was my roommate's birthday party. And uh, and we all got a little drunk. And me and this uh, girl made out. The the road trip girl? The road trip girl. I assumed she was single. Um, but the... Oh, this story. <laughs> yeah. I uh, picked her up at her apartment so we could head up to Atlanta. And helping her put her backpack in the car was this other dude that we knew. And I knew, like, a year prior that at one point he had a crush on her, but I, I didn't think anything had happened from it. And I was like, why is so-and-so helping you as we were driving off? And she goes, oh, he's been, he's been living with me. I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, we're in a relationship. And I was like, hold on, then why did we make out? And she's like, well, we're in an open relationship. Why did we go all the way with a French kiss? <laughs> and uh, she's like, she said uh, they were in an open relationship in college. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I have nothing against open relationships, actually. As an adult in college, if you're in an open relationship, you're just cheating because you don't understand yeah. the nuances of open relationships yet. You're just not committed. Yeah. And this poor guy, super nice guy. I thought I was on like great terms with him. He was super pissed at me. Obviously, I was like, wait, he was mad at me. Did you tell him? And she's like, yeah, we don't have any secrets. I was like, but you. <laughs> What, what are we the just rules keep secrets from you, <laughs> right? And and we're an hour into the road trip at this point, and it's a six-hour drive to Atlanta. So the whole time we're arguing about this, and I'm like, this guy hates me now. I had no ill will towards this guy. I don't think he had any ill will towards me. And she's like, oh, I thought you hated him. I thought you guys were fighting. I was like, wait, what? No. And she's like, well, you talked shit to him that one time. I'm like, when did this happen? And she's like, after that show, after you, you made fun of him after a show that he did. I'm like, no, I did it. I would never make fun of him to his face. We made fun of each other constantly. We were assholes in college. We were, we were super judgy and mean. But like, I would never go up to someone after a show and talk shit to him. Uh, but apparently he misconstrued something. So there's huge confusion. He was now, he was like an open war with me. So the whole way we were just like, 
not happy with each other. We get to the game. Florida gets destroyed in this game. This is a 2009 SEC championship game. This is a game where Tebow cries. Oh, it's super right. embarrassing. God. We're decked out in Florida gear. As we're walking out, all the Alabama fans are making fun of us, talking right. shit. Uh, it, was, it was heartbreaking. And then we ended up staying the night. Uh, nothing else happened because like, I was mad. And then we drove back the entire way to Gainesville in silence. Uh, you know, what's so funny is that people are like, wow, Voss, what a dog. And then I want you to realize that this is very similar to the time that you dated my girlfriend right after no. I had just dated her. It was and not kept right it after. It was, it was during. <laughs> uh, also, I'm going to remind you of the girl that was in your closet. Uh, when another girl came into your room? That was the same story, but it's not on game with the story, so I removed that. <laughs> There's a whole other girl in that story, Eric. That will be a future episode. And I'll tell the story from her point of view, so it will be kind of Got like it. a, you know, sliding doors yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> or just submit it all to Literotica, <laughs> if you haven't already. Uh, okay, I also have a, a college road trip story that you weren't on. <laughs> this is actually right before you got to UF. You were out there somewhere and you weren't looking for me? I, uh, and I had a different friend named Eric. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, I, I legitimately, Eric S. He and I were really tight and we, we kept trying to make it into the newspaper, into the alligator, like anything we could do be out in the alligator. Uh, and we kept uh -huh. being successful. And one of the things that we did was uh, we submitted and we got picked by Chevy to... Uh, be the our representatives for our school in a nationwide contest to win a car and you had yeah. to do that thing where you have to keep your hand on the car for as long as possible and you can't lift your hand up and very long story short we lost uh that thing but uh, which by the way like we lost in like the first hour because i talk with my hands and i went like anyway all by the chevy representative was like your hand your hand and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> uh, and she like looked around like nobody had known. We hadn't even launched the event yet. So, uh, but whatever. So we had been um, like getting to know the other schools via like really shitty webcam. Because remember, this is the 70s. And mm -hmm. so we uh, were talking to these two girls who are at this other school and they are also losing. So we're like making fun of the team that's winning at USC and these, these girls, Carrie and Aria. Uh, actual aria they there's just this like rapport and like we both know what we're going through and so it starts to become like this like double date session that we keep doing and the the whole event ends but uh and we don't win but chevy hits us up later and they're like hey you guys had the most entertaining of the feeds uh we nice. think you guys are just so hilarious and they knew we did comedy and they're like we want uh we have a surprise for you and they surprised us with we want you to do a cross-country road trip performing stand-up comedy we had only done improv and sketch comedy to that point. No stand-up comedy at all. But they're like, performing stand-up comedy, your wheelhouse. Uh, uh, all across the country on this road trip, we want you to meet those girls that you uh, that you guys like, were flirting with the whole time. And then, here's the big finish. You're going to get to, this is tells you the time period, you're going to get to perform uh, on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be the comedy slot at the end of the show. And uh, we were like, oh, let's think about it, but whatever, but we do it. And so it's uh, like Thanksgiving. Instead of doing Thanksgiving, we do this. So we drive. I don't know how to drive stick, and they give us the shittiest car that is only stick. So I learn how to drive stick in the parking lot, uh, just like really ruining the stupid little Aveo that costs like $88. 
<laughs> they jam a, a secret cameraman in the back seat in this tiny car, and he's like six three, and he stinks. And and we start driving, and and it's like so hot because it's in this. It's the most of the trip is just through the south. So we're we're driving from Jacksonville all the way here to L.A. We're going, and we stop. And the first time uh, we stopped to perform, and and there, remember Chevy's recording everything. Uh, we perform our, our stupid stand-up set with this like like sketch stand-up set we came up with, and the guy goes around to get audience reactions, and <laughs> the girls say, well, they're like like they just got some girls and they're like, oh yeah, very cute, and the guy was like, yeah, but are they gonna make it in L.A.? And they're like, oh, they're trying to like make it in L.A. It's like yeah, they're like comedians. She's like, oh no, it's like like oh. and then and then she was like, uh, but the dark-haired one's cute, uh, and I was like, oh sweet. And then she totally meant just the other Eric who also has uh, a dark yeah, hair. Yeah, both of you have dark hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had nothing going for me at this time. And we, so we're like oh. desperately trying to rewrite this thing. So then Chevy gets nervous and they're like, hey, your comedy set isn't really giving us the footage that we were hoping for. So instead, and these are early days of YouTube, they're like, we need you to start going viral as much as you can. <laughs> just do oh, things no. that will go viral. So they have a stop in, in Louisiana and they're like, just go like, rile up some people and try to like make something happen so <laughs> there's just this old coot <laughs> just of course because it's baton rouge and his name is seamus uh and he has no teeth uh and we're like we want to do something crazy and, and baton rougey and he's like well you can try to drink this hot sauce that we have here but uh you know it, nobody can normally take it it's too intense and we're like, uh, all right. And he's like, all right, hey, they're going to drink it or whatever. So both Eric and I each get a bottle. We uh, open it and we chug the entire bottle. And it is insanely painful. It is so bad. And then, like, we start, we need, like, water. And, like, we're eventually coming down. Uh, and they're like, great, this is so viral. And then Seamus says, like, yo, I can't believe you two done did that. And we're like, yeah, well, you know, we were crazy or whatever. And he's like, the last guy that did it died. Oh no. And he told us that after we had chugged it. And so then they love the Seamus content. So they're like, you got to do more with this toothless guy. So we, we take him with us for a little while. And we go to this like, <laughs> four people in this car now. Me and Eric in the front seat. Me barely being able to drive a stick. Giant cameraman and Seamus the toothless redneck. Uh, and we go and we find a mountain range to climb because climbing mountains will go viral for some reason. I think they realized that we clearly didn't know anything about climbing, so they were hoping one of us uh -huh. would fall, which I kept screaming. I'm like, the only way this is gonna go viral is if we fall. And they're like, uh-huh. And so we climb it and, and we get down and like, uh, Seamus had like led us to this place and we just, we do nothing. We climb it and then, and then we, we come back down and he's like, y'all okay? And we're like, yeah, well, it was just a stupid climb. And he's like, well, that's all rattlesnake nests you got there. This Seamus guy is trying to kill you. Exactly. He's, he's the like, long he's like, Louisiana he, way. And he points out all the different places we've been putting our hands that were just rattlesnake nests. So we, we come back down. We tell Chevy, no more viral <laughs> moments. We're, we're no done more Seamus, please. Dying. And they're like, Seamus yeah. is now our CEO. You exactly. Yeah. Uh, Seamus is short for Chevy Miss. So we, we leave him uh, just in a ditch or something. And then we keep going to LA to do our big comedy show and, and perform for Jay Leno. Uh, and we, we get all the way there. And I guess like, you know, uh, he'd been sent our stuff on the way there. Uh, and we go and we meet Jay Leno backstage at The Tonight Show. Uh, and he talks to us and he just makes fun of us viciously the whole time there. And then he uh, makes fun of the Chevy car because he's like really car obsessed. And he's like, well, do you speak Korean? Because if you don't, you can't drive that car. Uh, which is just like kind of racist, I guess. 
And then we, we, we get to go sit in the audience and we're like, this is weird. Shouldn't we be in a green room? And then they just didn't have a comedy guest at that time. He had blocked it. He said, no, those guys aren't performing comedy on The Tonight Show. Uh, so all we got to do is we got to go see Taylor Hicks perform from hey, American that's Idol. That's a plus. And we all, got, Taylor Hicks makes it all worth it. And we got yelled at for not liking Taylor Hicks enough to be featured on camera. <laughs> oh, because so the, yeah, the audience people, uh, they want you to be over-enthusiastic. Exactly. And so that's when we gave up on our uh, Hollywood dreams. And I never moved to L.A. I stayed with Seamus. And we, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of kids today. And rattlesnakes. Wouldn't it be fun if Seamus did get on The Tonight Show? Seamus <laughs> guy. Hey, that guy's Seamus videos were killing it. Yeah. Hey, Seamus, Seamus is real funny. Get Seamus yeah. out of here. No, nah, he ended up doing uh, carpool karaoke or something. Seamus is now Conan's boss. Man, that guy's doing great. He's probably dead now, <laughs> but still, great. <laughs> great yeah. job. Hey, guys, buy a hand sanitizer. Hey, yeah, you know, help us out. That is our show. Yeah. A reminder that you can join our official Discord by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. And you can get an audio version of the show by subscribing to New Rockstars Big Question wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks to everyone who submitted questions this week. Some really, yeah. really fun questions. Uh, you can send us your big questions on Twitter using the hashtag big question, or you can mail us at our P.O. box. Follow me, Eddie A. Voss. Follow Philip at Philip Molina. And follow new rock stars on social media. Subscribe here on YouTube to get too much information on all the stuff you care about. See you next week, Philip. Bye. See you all next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>